Mr. Long titles. This is my new nickname for you. Amen. All right. Well, good to see you all again. So, uh, turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. And why don't we, uh, once you get there, we'll pray and <clears throat> see what the Lord has for us. But Luke chapter 8, we're going to start reading in verse 22. But uh, we'll go ahead and pray here. Father, we love you. We thank you so much that we can get in your house. I thank you for this opportunity to uh, preach. I pray, Lord Father, that you would uh, calm my nerves. I pray, Lord Father, that you set aside any distraction, uh, thought, anything that's going to hinder uh, whatever you want someone to hear tonight. And I just pray, Lord Father, that you'd help me to relay whatever it is that you want me to say tonight. And I hope that they would see you. I hope they didn't come here to hear me, but they came here to hear you. And I just pray that you bless now and bless the message and give us safety and especially be with those uh, hurting, Lord Father, that, that need you right now. And I just praise you and thank you for all you're going to do. And be with that lost soul that doesn't know you. Help them to repent and put their faith in you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The, the, the title. Uh, I thought of an additional part to the title. And I'm going to share it because I have to. Because I, it just, something about this guy makes it, draws it right out of me. Anyway... Uh, the title tonight is The Roger Van Ornum in Our Hearts or The Madman in Our Hearts. Same, same, you know, same thing. You got a good illustration now. You're like, oh, yes, I know what he's talking about now. The Madman. Yeah, that's it. that guy out there, right there. <laughs> so, anyway, The Madman in Our Hearts. Let's, uh, let's open up, uh, start reading in verse 22. And this is one of my favorite passages. Do I have water? that I'm not seeing somewhere, anywhere. Um, if I don't, oh, there it is. Uh, this is one of my favorite passages, mainly, I think, because I see me. I see myself in here. Anyway, verse 22 says this. Now, it came to pass on a certain day, this is a true account, certain day, real, real, real life event, that he, meaning Jesus, went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, let us go over onto the other side of the lake, and they launched forth. But as they sailed, uh, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and, and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and, and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and uh, rebuked the wind and, and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and water, and they obey him. Verse 26, And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils long time, and wear no clothes, neither abode in any house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. 
For oftentimes it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters, and he brake the bands and was driven of the devil in the, into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. Just a few more verses. And there was there a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain. And they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Verse 33, Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. When they that fed them saw that what was done, they fled and went and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. They also which saw it told them by what means he that was possessed of the devils was healed. Then the whole multitude of the country of the Gadarenes round about besought him to depart from them, for they were taken with great fear, and he went up into the ship and returned back again. Now the man of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to thine own house, and show how great things God had done unto thee. And he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. Now, the madman in our hearts. And in verse back in verse 27, the Bible says this madman meets the ship carrying Jesus. Meets them at the shore. His disciples, he meets them right there as they approach the shore. And I wonder, how long was the madman watching the ship? How long had he been watching the ship? Had he seen the ship struggling in the storm, tossing and turning, getting whipped all over the place, had he then also witnessed the Lord rebuke the wind and the sea? Did he witness the awesome power of the Almighty to produce the calm? I don't know. But it's interesting to ponder. Uh, The man-man full of devils knew it was the Lord. He didn't have to be introduced. Now, this madman full of devils was tormented day and night. And and our our account says he was bound with chains and fetters of man's physical inventions. Two points. That's all I have. It will be quick. Two points. Point number one. We try this, but you cannot resolve a spiritual issue by physical means. It won't happen. Uh, By application, what do I mean? What am I talking about? By physical means, I mean things such as uh, religion, uh, turning over a good, uh, a new leaf, uh, joining a church. That'll bury your problems, right? Uh, maybe I'll just join a ministry and cover up any wrongdoing I've done. Uh, maybe uh, uh, I'll, I'll get into a program. Maybe I'll do a self-help. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll take some pills. Maybe I'll try drinking. Done that too. Maybe I'll try psychology. Maybe I'll try excuses. Maybe I'll try some seminars. These seem to help. Maybe I'll move to a new location. Maybe shame. We like to shame people that try to comply too, don't we? Those are man's physical ideas of what we could do to resolve a spiritual problem many times. You're not going to fix it. Uh, it, uh, What happened? When we try to help a spiritual problem with uh, with a physical solution... 
We only temporarily ease that problem. Uh, We deal with a fleeting relief. It's relief that lasts for but a moment, and then it fades away. What happened in our account? Verse 29, the man-man broke the physical chains and fetters, didn't he? Uh, Problem not fixed. He's still very mad. Still full of the devil. Uh, The chains didn't work. He needed Christ. Again, spiritual issues cannot be healed by physical means. Uh, Many times people are mistaken, and and myself included, uh, we'll we'll put our trust into a temporary relief as a cure. We'll say, oh, it's fixed. Uh, That that moment, that that brief moment of relief, we're like, aha, I'm never going to have that problem again. Well, then guess what? We crash again when the next stressor comes, right? When that next storm arises, just like in our account here. Think back before you met the Lord. Where were you? Maybe you have not met the Lord. What was controlling you inside? What storms, what devils raged inside of you, begging for a Savior to rebuke them? You know, I'll, I'll pick on me, right? Uh, before you saved me, uh, some of you were like me, living it up in the world. Um, you could see a notice difference. I'm not saying all of us are that way. I wasn't raised in church. Uh, I was completely outside of the church. Uh, I didn't understand that Jesus Christ died for me. Uh, nor was I ready to even hear that Jesus Christ died for me. Uh, I would attend all the you know, cool parties and functions. Uh, I lived two lives. I would try to do school well and party well as well. Uh, I, I was indeed a type of a madman. Uh, some would try to contain me through their efforts, just like those chains and fetters. They would try to contain me, but I wasn't having any of that. Uh, examples in my life that did control me. Oh, music. Music was huge. Uh, yet it could not deliver me, though I tried to get deliverance through it. All day, all night, putting music in. Tried to calm the storms in my heart, so I just put some more music on. You know, because I didn't know what to do with these things going on inside. You know, I'm going to try anything I can, right? Anything but Christ. I remember being told one time, you do realize this band is satanic? Well, I don't listen to the words. I listen to the beat. It it soothes me. Uh, That's where I was at. Uh, At that point in time in my life, uh, I found out you can uh, launch a 1988 Chevy Corsica Dukes of Hazard stuff. How did I do that? This is the same guy that drives really slow now, okay? I get picked on all the time. Man, you drive slow. I said, I, I, I know a lot better now, right? So the, the story is this, now that I mentioned it. So for lunch, high school, what's, what's a better way to have lunch than to do it as fast as possible, right? As soon as that bell rang, boom, we'd sprint to the cars, hop in our cars, and as fast as we could, we'd pick a place where we are going that day. That day happened to be Little Caesar, and... and in between Little Caesars is a big grassy knoll. And I was not going to get beat that day. So my friends are on to a Glen's grocery parking lot as fast as I can. Amen. We're going to beat them. Launch right up that grassy knoll. Bam. And right in the parking lot. I made it. Uh, don't recommend that, okay? I, don't, I wasn't saved then. One small, one. One long, long term. Guess what? We're all dead. I had friends in the back. 
Okay? That was my life then. Kind of funny. Not so funny, though. Um, again, a path of destruction. Looking back, I kept chasing that relief, that escape from the world. It, it just, it never lasted. I kept trying and trying and trying and trying and trying and trying to find things. Maybe you weren't like me. Maybe you were raised right here in church. Uh, maybe you have heard the plan of salvation your whole life. Uh, maybe you attend every church service. Maybe you invite people to church. Maybe you even pray. Maybe you even help people in ministries. And yet, something's still missing. Maybe there's a void there that you still struggle with, that you try to plug with everything you can. And you can't figure it out. No amount of good works or ministry can make that problem go away if you don't know Christ. That's man's wisdom trying to fill a hole that can't be filled with, by man. Uh, you too, as a religious lost person, have a madman in your heart, a spiritual problem that cannot be fixed by anything you do. It's all Jesus Christ. The religious crown, just like the heathen crowd, like this guy was, needed Christ just the same. Point number two. Jesus Christ is the solution, period. Things simple. If it gets too complex, I, I get confused and, and there's no you good for me. So, sorry. So, if it's too simple for you, I'm really sorry. <laughs> uh, in Luke 8.35, we read that the man-man, guess what? After Christ, he's no longer running around in the tombs. He's no longer naked. He's sitting at the feet of Jesus. He's clothed now and he's in his right mind. Guess what happened? Did they try another set of chains? Nope. He met the Lord. True deliverance from his problem, the spiritual problem inside, came. Uh, I can relate to that. Uh, after I met the Lord, May 8, 2005, things began to change. And by the way, they're still changing. They're a long way to go. But I know I'm saved, all right? I, I met the Lord. Uh, for the first time in my life, in my life, I had Hope of a lasting change. Some relief. For the first time in my life, I could say no to things that were destroying me. Okay? I didn't have any power before. Uh, when the tempter would come, I, I have Jesus Christ now to help me. I have verses that I can cling to. Resist the devil and he will flee. Right? Um, I didn't have that before. I just pop another CD in. Let's try Metallica. Let's try Megadeth. Let's try this. Let's try that. Bands like Cannibal Corpse. Let me try that. That'll fix the problem. Yeah. I can tell you a whole lot about some horrible music that's out there, okay? Um, here's something along the way, though. Just because you get saved, we get that false thinking that, man, I'm never going to have a storm in my life ever again. No. I was thinking about this. I, I, th I would almost argue once you get saved, you're going to have more storms. You want to know why? Because guess who's not happy that you're saved now? The devil. And he's got a target on you, and he wants to see you fall. He can't wait. He would rather see this guy go back to his old ways, go back to his old music. He knows he can't take me out of heaven, but boy, he should sure mess up my life here 
if he, if he just keeps throwing it in front of him. I'll just keep trying. I know he likes this music. I'm just going to keep throwing it all around him. And it is. Go to any gas station. Go to any restaurant. I heard all that old music right there. Right there ready for me. Packaged right up, right? Again, those will keep coming. But you have power to overcome them now, Christian. Like the men, the disciples in the boat, what did they do in verses 22 through 25? When the storm started raging, and they're like, boy, we're going to perish. Mind you, who was with them the whole time in that storm? Jesus Christ. Right there. He's with you too. So when those storms come, do exactly what the disciples did. You get down, God, I need help. Boy, this thing's going to overtake me. I'm going to drown. You give it to God. You call unto Him for help. Let's remind ourselves that even though after you got saved, uh, storms still come, uh, remember that He's right there. Uh, I wish sometimes He took me immediately to heaven after I got saved, so I don't have to look at some of those things I've done since I've been saved. And I'm like, ooh, man, idiot, you know. Uh, but I take encouragement, just like Moses did. Um, Moses, he didn't get to go into the promised land, but the Lord still had mercy on him and showed him. They say, that you got to lead him this far. Take a look. If you still have yet breath, maybe you made a mistake. Maybe you made some horrible decisions in your life. If you still have breath, he still wants to use you. He still wants to use you. He still wants to take what you have in this life left and use it for his glory. And he can, if you give it to him. Again, many times we try to fix a spiritual issue by physical means. Even after we receive Christ, sometimes we fall prey to this. Christians many times will choose the same methods as the lost person to try to resolve our problems. And guess what? It doesn't work. Uh, what is the big thing? And, and I'm not knocking it entirely. There is some value in it. But if you're putting solely in the power of positive thinking, you're going to be woefully dis- disappointed. Um, there, no ap- amount of positive thinking can bring a child back from the dead. Ain't going to happen. You can be as positive as you want. Ain't going to change that. Uh, that's what I mean. You see where it ends. There is an end to it. Uh, no amount of positive thinking uh, heals you from the, the disease that the doctor says is incurable. That takes Christ. Um, whatever heart problem you have. Uh, you name it. Uh, sometimes we throw money at things. Sometimes we try to change scenery. Sometimes we try to bury the problem by masking it with a bunch of well-meaning, good, good works and things like that. I've done all those. I, I, I'm speaking to myself. I, I've tried it. Do you know what happens when you lay your head down? The problem's still there. <laughs> it's still there. Yep, still there. Uh, when I look at stuff in the mirror, oh, yep, there's that problem right there staring at me right now. Me. <laughs> me. It's short-lived, right? You have to go to the Lord. You have to give it all to Him. And so, as I conclude, I told you it's short. Think about this. Um, what legacy are you building right now? Um, I try to ponder this. 
and look at my life. What is the legacy I'm building? When I die, if it were tonight, what will people say? And not in a proud base, but just truly, what would they say about me? What would the Lord say about me when I meet him? Would he say, well done, or oh me? Boy, what you could have done. I hope not, right? What do you want to stand before the Lord with? A history of poor decisions decisions and wasted living? Let's remember the power and grace that he has not only to save us, but to use us for his glory. So let's get rid of the man-men in our hearts, not by your strength. You give that to God. And look what he can do. He can rebuke the storm and make it calm. Brother Jordan, that's all I got tonight. Amen, Brother Sean. You know, my mind was going back as he was uh, talking, you know, to some of the songs that uh, Brother Mitchell picked out tonight. You know, Jesus is our solid rock. Our anchor holds. You know, when those storms do come, that's where we're going to go. Uh, we need to go to him. That's where we should go anyway. Uh, go to him for, for that, uh, that strength, that comfort, uh, uh, that solid ground, uh, if you will. Um, but it was good just, uh, you know, talking about trying to solve a spiritual problem with a, a, you know, a worldly means, man-made, man's, man's ways of solving that problem. You know, whether it's our salvation, you know, we can't, we're not going to be baptized uh, to get us there. It's not going to be the good works that we do. It's going to be Christ, what he's done for us. Um, and as a Christian, you know, same thing. We can, we can fall and do the same thing, try to do the good works, try to do other things to uh, try to, you know, mask our problem, if you will. But Christ is that solution. So let's go into a time of invitation. All heads bowed, eyes are closed. You know, I don't think we had any visitors here tonight, but I want to give that opportunity. The song was preaching. You know, we can't solve the spiritual problems with the worldly means, the man's means. Uh, as I, I said, we, you know, baptism is not going to save you. Works is not going to save you. Uh, it's the finished work of Christ on that cross for us. And every single one of us is going to have that day that we're going to stand before judgment. Hebrews 9.27 tells us uh, that we're going to, when we die, we're going to face that judgment. And uh, you know, every single one of us will be found guilty at that judgment if not for the, uh, the, work of, the finished work of the cross that Christ did for us. Uh, he came. He was our substitute. He died for us. He gave us his righteousness. He took our sins upon himself, 2 Corinthians uh, tells us. You know, we're going to be judged. And if you've not put your faith in Christ, you don't know if you were to die today that you would go to heaven. When you stand before Christ and that, or God in that judgment, that you would not be found guilty because of that substitution. If you can say, you know, I don't know that heaven would be my home if I was to die. I'd like to pray for you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. I just like to pray for you. Like I said, I don't think we have any visitors here tonight. If that's you, if you could just simply raise your hand, I'll pray for you. I don't know where I would go if I was to die today. I see some small hands. By your testimony, that means everybody here is saved tonight. Other than these little ones that raise their hands. Christian, if the Lord's worked on your heart tonight, you know, altar call here. Why don't you come deal with the Lord?
Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness to us. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for sending your son to die for us. And Lord, we just pray that uh, you have your will and way in this invitation. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand. Page 302.